It's been really cool to listen to. And it's also, to me, very great to see Bruce still being engaged in social justice. Um, yes. I've lost, there have been musicians who in moments of great national trial haven't said anything and I've lost right. a lot of respect for them. So I'm glad yep. I don't have to lose respect for Bruce. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, but tonight we are not talking Bruce, and Linda, my wife, was like, what's this got to do with Bruce? I go, it has nothing to do with Bruce. It's an excuse for me to talk to Bella. <laughs> so, hi, Bella. Welcome again to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, Jesse. I'm very excited. Yes. So in case this is someone's first episode, tell a little bit about yourself. So my name is Bella. I am a law student in Brooklyn, New York. I'm going into my third year of law school. Uh, prior to that, I worked in New York politics, and then I got tired of working in politics. Uh, I'm interested in making a career in reproductive rights, but specifically pro-choice and abortion law. Uh, and other than that, I have a blog where I talk about uh, politics, but lately it's mostly been weird lists. Yeah, that's good. So um, I sent you, um, by the way, Bella has been on the show multiple times. She is a member of my uh, rock and roll, of my Set Lessing Bruce Hall of Fame because she's been on multiple times. Um, just truly one of my favorite people. So we're catching up a little bit and then we're going to get to our topic. But um I, I sent you a link, right, that this lady who's going to be on the show, um, and it was funny, I, I told Linda and Chris, I said, uh, I, I may have found the perfect podcast guest. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, well, this, this singer-songwriter does a Harry Potter uh, kind of punk band, um, Tonk and the Oreos, and then she's written a song called Thank You, Mr. Springsteen. And she did a whole EP of West Wing theme songs. <laughs> and Linda said, yes, that is pretty close to <laughs> hitting all your niches. <laughs> That's like podcast guest made in a lab. Yes. I mean, she's not a Doctor Who fan, but yeah. it was, other than that. Yeah, it was hilarious. And so I actually went to either Spotify or Bandcamp and I listened to the EP and um, and there were, you know, I serve at the pleasure of the president is one of the lyrics in the talk about, and I'm Ellie Bartlett. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't want to be like my dad. I wanted to be a doctor like my mom. And it just was so much fun. So I'm excited about having her. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and listen to that as soon as we're done. I didn't yes. get a chance uh, when you sent it to me, but I'm going to go. Also, I have... I'm going to listen to her Harry Potter stuff too, because I have seen several of those Harry Potter themed bands in concert. Yeah. And they're pretty good. They are. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, so, um, and um, I, I just recently too, um, someone um, I was talking to um, on a, uh, socially through um, Twitter, I can't remember which, but anyway, someone was, um, had made the point that they were um, 
they were her her bio said i'm i'm black and i'm queer and she was proud of it and i said oh I, here's a podcast where my good friend bella picked bruce springsteen's gayest songs you're I, do, I remember you tagging me in that and yeah. i was like yes my yes. impact <laughs> yes we have to so yeah we go in uh so you're staying safe i'm staying safe so COVID is starting to slow down a little in New York. I think yesterday was the first day we were down to under a thousand hospitalizations. That's great. Yeah. So we're not so much in in Texas. No, you guys are ramping back up, Yeah. Uh, which is why New York is opening. I I thought it was opening slowly, but we're already in phase two, which feels Mm -hmm. a little fast, but who am I to doubt the governor? Uh, And then it looks like according to an elected official, who's very cool, and also a former punk musician. Uh-huh. Uh, looks like we're going to be in phase three by July 6th. And I think phase three means in-person shopping. And I can finally oh, get a haircut. Oh, good. Very nice. Very nice. That was the first thing we did when we opened up, um, is I did go to um, a, you know, great clips or something. And I said, now I kept my mask on the whole time. They kept their mask the whole time. And we got my haircut. So that's good. Oh, I think I'm going to be going out with a mask on until we yes. have a vaccine. Yes. Um, um, before we, uh, we are going to get to our topic, but um, have you been listening to Bruce's DJ sessions? I listened to the clip of the most recent one. Okay. Uh, we're now, we're recording on June 25th. Yeah. Uh, the one where he urged the president to put on a mask. Yes. Bruce's, Bruce's language. Yeah. I know Southgate mm-hmm. Media is a family friendly yes. podcast. It's, yes, we are. Um, I listened to that and I listened to, uh, I think he did one that was racial justice focused. Yes, it was. It was very focused. He did, um, you know, some of the songs he picked is Strange Fruit and the, um, the, um, Paul Robinson, the, um, the nation I live in, the world I live in. I can't remember the title, but yeah, um, it was very strong, but what, um, I, 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 I talked to, um, Ron Martz, who's a comic writer, and he was talking about he wasn't surprised at all that as Bruce is a storyteller, that he could use that medium to share his words, pick songs, and to express emotion and share a story. He says, I'm not surprised, though I, I am admire the fact the way he's been able to do this. It's been really cool to listen to, and it's also, to me, very great to see Bruce still being engaged in social justice. Um, I've lost, there have been musicians who in moments of great national trial haven't said anything and I've lost a lot of respect for them. So I'm glad I don't have to lose respect for Bruce. Yes, me too. Also Ben loving Ron Mars's podcast. He's a great guest. He is. Thank you. Yes. He, uh, he, he is a really good guest. So, okay. So uh, we were talking about just Bell and I catching up and I said, I was thinking about, um, like, and I don't remember, I think we may, I may have watched, um, the rocket man and I was thinking, you know, that was good, but would I rank it in my top five of music movies? And I said, uh, you know, that might be a make a good episode. I should talk about it. And I go, Oh, you know what? I bet Bella could pick five and we could have an exchange back and forth. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we have no rules except 
um, pick Ace. I mean, I guess we could have picked a song that had no music in it whatsoever, but go ahead. I made rules for myself. Oh, okay. Share me your rules. So here, I just have a couple of caveats. Um, okay. So you said music movies, I think you said biopics, like musician biopics, movies about music, musicals, you gave a long list of examples. Yeah. And I was like, great. But as I sat down to make the list, I was like, oh, there are some really good musical movies I like to watch that I will not be including on this list. So I didn't include any concert films. Okay, yes. So like no Stop Making Sense, no Bruce Live at Hyde Park, because that is not technically a movie. Yeah. and and. I was going to make the same thing. I, I didn't include Western Stars, even though I love that film. But I was like, it, it's more of a concert. It, it just, it, it, it didn't feel like it, um, or even Bruce on Broadway. I was like, it didn't feel like that's not the category I want to talk about. So, yeah. Well, you brought me to my next, uh, okay. my next, my only other parameter so perfectly is I'm not including pro shots of Broadway musicals. Okay. So they, you know, they're releasing on July 3rd, like the pro shot of Hamilton. Um, they did the pro shot of Falsettos, a musical I really love. I think Newsies has one. I'm not including those because again, those are not movies. Those are filmed right. plays. So I'm only doing things that were intended to be consumed as a movie, even if they're a musical but they're shot as a movie, if that makes sense. But for example, though, um, West Side Story would qualify because even though it's based on the play, it is a separate entity in itself. Right, they like, they actually had them in New York. Like there were sets, you know, they yes. used, the, there are shots with like the camera as opposed okay. to on a stage where you're taking in all of it. Okay. So yeah, West Side Story would count. Okay. Spoiler alert, it's not on my list. Okay. I think it's way too long. Okay. Um, so do you want to talk about your honorable mentions first and then go into five, or you want to give our top five and then just afterwards talk about our honorable mentions? I'd like to do the top five first. I planned okay. that out. Okay. And before Very good. we start, I will say, I said this to Jesse before, but just as a uh, previous thing, um, something that me and some people in my circle have been doing with the Black Lives Matter movement um, really gaining momentum is we're not really posting a lot that isn't about Black Lives Matter, but I really wanted to do this podcast. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find a connection with each movie that I mention, something that will link it back either to the Black Lives Matter movement or ending mass incarceration or other social causes that I care about. So after I give my movie, I will give a charity or an action you can take uh, to support some of the themes that that movie represents. So, and, and if, you, there. if you send me the links, I will include that in the show notes. Oh, awesome. I, I will think do that. that is great. Okay. All right. Um, ladies first. Okay. So you already mentioned it, but my number five is Rocket Man. Oh, nice. Um, I know the movie's new and to put it on my favorites might seem a little premature. Um, but when I was like going through lists, trying to remember all the movies I've seen, I was like, oh, I haven't seen a lot of the biopics. I've never seen Walk the Line. I've never seen, what is it? The Dewey Cox Walk Hard. I, there's yes. a lot of musical biopics I haven't seen, but I have seen, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody and then I saw Rocket Man. And I liked Bohemian Rhapsody. And then I saw Rocket Man and I was like, oh, I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. I just like the music of Queen. But as a movie, Rocketman is so much better. I really love what they did where they use like fantastical elements to show the songs. I thought that was very clever. Instead of just like having him perform the songs, they were like, we're going to use the songs to move the story forward like any good musical should. And also 
it's very gay. And so I love that. Yes. Um, I, I loved it too. Um, we just rewatched it. Um, Linda liked uh, Bohemian Rhapsody a little bit more. Um, and, but I like that Rocket Man is kind of, it, it is a fantasy. It is necessarily, it isn't, um, you know, and, and doing all the different, um, you know, because at first, like, as a kid, he's playing Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. I'm like, wait a minute, that shouldn't be, oh, let it go, Jesse. That's a good scene. Um, I do know, and I, and I was impressed, I did some research, I guess that happening at that club in New, in Los Angeles is an actual deal where the, he did do that, and there was members of the Beach Boys, where all these people in there, and that was where he got a lot of his first press. So that was not a stretch. That's so cool. I mean, everyone I levitating off the ground yes. was a stretch. Right. Yes. But the general concept wasn't. Yeah, so that's great. Well, I, I, I think that's off to a great start. Yeah, and um, then my, my action item for yes. this movie. Um, so the whole film, most of it, is told in a flashback with Elton John in a rehab group. Right. But for many people struggling with addiction, uh, rehab isn't an option because they can't afford it or because mm. they're put in prison for having, like, a small amount of drugs on them. So if you out there are living in a city that still criminalizes drug possession, you can take a moment to write your local representatives and urge them to address drug addiction as a medical issue and not a criminal one by, you know, gonna use the scary progressive line, uh, diverting funding from the police department and putting it towards social services. Uh, yes, and, and we won't get too political here, but I, I think that's an important thing is, um, in a business terms, you should do what you you're good at and let us be good at we're what we're good at that's often businesses will say you go do your core competency then you hire us to do our core competency instead of trying to do all yourself and uh, people who get it and want to get it have said that as cities cut funding cut funding they got more and more on the police department and so the idea is what we're trying to do is get back where oh we have a homeless problem well let's give it to the police you know we have a um you know uh, we have uh, you know a, a mental illness problem oh let's give it to the police versus actually funding the the programs you need. So I think that's a great, not only great choice, but a great um, action move. Very nice. So mine goes way back. Um, and when I was um, uh, right out of high school, um, I went to the theater and I saw the Buddy Holly story and with Gary Busey. And um, I realized there was a lot of um, uh, untrue facts in the movie, but I remember, first off, it was the first time I'd really experienced Buddy Holly music and was blown away how good it was. Um, one of the things unique about that is Gary Busey and the other actors actually sang live when they performed so they did not you know they actually sang the songs they did this and um and and i just love that movie and um so it it remains when i when i when it comes on tv or i see it i watch it and i think it's aged well i think buddy holly's classic music 
and um, and there is a there is some speaking of Black Lives Matter. It's a true statement. Um, when they were first on the radio, they they thought they might be African American, and so black. And so there is a scene where um, they open the stage, and there's these three white guys, that and the black black audience is staring at them. And Gary Busey, who plays Buddy Holly, goes, uh, we weren't expecting you either. <laughs> and, and they go uh, straight into, uh, oh boy. So um, that's, that is my first, just, I love that movie. I love the music. It led me to Buddy Holly. And so that makes my list. That, that's a great choice. And I've heard that's Gary Busey's best role. Yes, it very, he was nominated for an Oscar. Um, he went downhill from there, but yes, he is. If, if you have not seen the movie, it is worth watching. It is, uh, first off, great soundtrack. And uh, yeah, I think you'll love it. I'm, I'm going to add it to my list. Okay. Uh, so my number four is Cinderella, but the Brandy and Whitney Houston version of Cinderella. Um, and it uses, so instead of using the songs from the Disney movie, it uses the Rodgers and Hammerstein songs, which are so great. Um, my favorite is In My Own Little Corner. It's such a cute little, it's such an adorable little song. Um, but this movie as a whole is so beautifully vivid. The costumes are ornate, the colors are incredible. I, I watched it at a sleepover when I was maybe in middle school and I was just entranced by it. Um, the cast is also amazing. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is married to Victor Garber and their son is Filipino and that is just never explained. The movie's like, you figure it out. Um, Bernadette Peters is in it, she plays the stepmother. It's glorious. Everything about that movie is pitch perfect. Of course, Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother. It is amazing. I love that movie. Uh, yes, I have seen that. I agree. I, I vaguely remember, because, you know, I'm older than dirt, um, the original uh, being on TV with the Roger and Hammerstein movie or something. And I thought that was brilliant to kind of modernize it, bring it up with a great cast. Um, great choice. So what's the charity that you're discussing? So uh, this film was always, they always wanted it to have a black Cinderella. Um, originally they wanted Whitney Houston to play it. I was doing some research, but she had like so many other projects that they pushed it off, pushed it off. And by the time they got around to doing it, she was like, I'm too old to play Cinderella. And they were like, okay, why don't you play the fairy godmother? She's like, mm -hmm. great. So the studio was like, cool, let's get a white Cinderella then. And the producers were like, no, that's not the point. The point no. is we're making a Cinderella for a new generation and black girls deserve a Cinderella who looks like them. So uh, the charity is called Black Girls Smile. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging positive mental health education, resources, and support, uh, and it's geared specifically towards young black girls. So that's the charity. If you don't have any money or you don't wanna donate, you can call the Attorney General of Kentucky and demand justice for Breonna Taylor, who was brutally murdered in her home by three police officers, only one of whom has lost his job and none of them have been charged so very nice very strong great choice great charity yep. and great social activeness that made me a point i we're going to go back to something but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it now but i will okay. um, um you made me remind me something else all right so my number two is my uh the only tr 
well, the the musical based on Broadway is I love 1776. I, I watch 1776 every year. Um, sit down. Josie, I forgot about 1776. <laughs> I love that movie. Sit down, John. Sit down, John. For God's sake, John, sit down. Um, it oh. is just now the the last half of the movie kind of drags a little, um, you know, and the, and, 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 and I realize they want to show the cost of war, but the whole scene, you know, with the soldier talking about his friend dying, it, it, it drags just a little bit like, Oh, I know it's sad. It's sad. But the, the beginning, uh, you know, um, he he plays the violin with, you know, Ken Howard and and that and you know they were married at the time. The lady who played his wife, and um, and then just at the end when the compromise and um, it's just if if you are feeling less than patriotic, that our government may never be good again. Um, put in 1776, enjoy some great music, and remember that these were just just guys trying to do the best they can. Um, you know, and there is it with the whole compromise about the slave states is um, is even more is is I hadn't thought about that, but very timely with what's going on of what to do. So um, that's my number four such a great pick I also every time I vote for anything and I and I have to vote yes or no there's a part of me that wants to go New York abstains courteously <laughs> yes courteously. Courteously. courteously yes absolutely so good I think at the actual constitutional convention if I remember correctly like New York wasn't really Oh, wait, no, is it Constitutional Convention or is it Declaration of Independence? This is the Declaration of Independence. So, okay, yeah. never mind. New York was okay. there, but New okay. York was yeah. not at the Constitutional Convention. Yeah. They were like, we're not coming. Funny. <laughs> Who knows All right. Why? What do we got? What's number three? Number three is Hairspray, but not the original John Waters one, because I don't think that's technically a movie musical. And I am not talking about the mainstream movie version because I was offended that the producers chose John Travolta to play Edna Turnblad. Right. I'm still so angry about that. I don't, whatever. I'm talking about the NBC Live one because uh, they actually cast Harvey Fierstein in the role of Edna Turnblad, which was so much better. Um, yes. But NBC Live has some really fun nods to John Waters, but I really love the story of Hairspray because uh, to quote comedian Guy Branham, it's about a fat girl who's good at something. So it's not this like sad, fat character. She doesn't get skinny at the end. It's like a campy, fun, fat empowerment story. So I really love, I love Hairspray. Yeah, that, absolutely. I, I think it's so much fun. Um, and yes, whether it's the movie or yes, the live. Um, you know, one of the things that I, <clears throat> I, I like that the networks are trying live shows. They don't always work and they aren't, is the but but i think the the attempt is is something that should be applauded it's it's yeah. a bold swing i appreciate it some yeah. of them have been very good yeah. some of them have missed the mark a little yes. um but i thought hairspray was really good. really good good and uh the charity 
So I mentioned I prefer the version with Harvey Fierstein um, because he is a gay man who does drag as opposed to John Travolta, a straight man who does drag. Um, so drag is a very important part of the gay community. Uh, and the gay community and drag wouldn't be what it is today without the work of transgender women of color. So there is a charity in New York called Glitz, and it is a nonprofit working specifically on securing stable housing for transgender women of color in New York. Um, and their website, I'll send it to Jesse, he'll put it in the show notes, but it's Glitz, Inc., G-L-I-T-S-I-N-C.org. And the action item is if you're out there and you're like, I've heard a lot about transgender rights what, with the Supreme Court and J.K. Rowling, and I don't understand, mm. and I want to learn more about it, but I don't know where to learn. You can follow me on Twitter, you can DM me, and I'm happy to discuss. So I can't remember if I told you this story or not. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But um, this uh, Rachel Maddow, who Linda adores, um, was promoting her book. And, um, and the, she wasn't coming to Dallas. Um, and the, she was coming to, like think, Oklahoma City, and it sold out. And so Linda was disappointed. And so I looked and Atlanta had tickets available. So I, I, we, I bought two tickets. We went, we're going to go spend Atlanta. What turns out the day that she is speaking was the day of the pride parade in Atlanta. <laughs> Perfect combination. Love it. And so earlier that weekend, my brother-in-law had sent um, a picture of a Trump campaign because he had gone to a rally. And so Lynn and I <laughs> found a couple of, um, let's just say celebratories. And I said, do you mind if we take your, oh, of course, darling. And, and I said, and the reason why is look at what my brother-in-law sent me. Oh, yes, come here. And so Lynn and I both are being hugged by these uh, guys in drag. And, and we're just, it, it, and it was such a joy. It just a joy. And they were like, we were talking about, we were saying to Rachel, and they were like, how wonderful. And, and they, they were talking about how, um, you know, they have, um, Atlanta Pride, they always do it later because it's it's too hot when everyone else does it. <laughs> Atlanta. And it was just yeah. it, it was just a wonderful day. And and this feeling of, you know, and and I mean every restaurant was packed, everyone was just enjoying. There was just this this feeling of and and, and like the first time Linda went to a comic convention. Um, she was shocked at all the people in doing cosplay and how that there's tends to be very little judgment about, okay, if you, if, if you're, um, a black guy and you want to dress up as Superman, we don't care, you know? And so, uh, that feeling there. So just, there's my hairspray close story. That, that is amazing. First of all, very good of you to ask before taking a photo. My sibling yes. is very, uh, a very, very good style, but they get very tired yeah. of people just taking photos sure. without asking. And the gay community would get very mad at me if I did not mention that it is specifically important to support transgender women because we wouldn't have pride if there hadn't been the Stonewall riots, mm -hmm. which were instigated and then supported in the, the movement after that by transgender women of color. So, so very nice. Very good. We love to see it. All right. So What's your number three? My number three is, I did go one traditional, and um, 
I think when you have a discussion of greatest movie musicals of all time, Singing in the Rain is in the discussion. If it doesn't make the list, it, it's in the discussion. Um, I had, the first time I watched it, I was amazed because everyone had seen the famous Gene Kelly dancing in the rain, right? But you could certainly make the argument that's not even the best musical scene in the movie. Um, make them laugh. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Um, and, and someone just recently, um, said what is um on quorum someone asked the question who is someone who you think stole a movie that never got credit and and someone said donald connor because gene kelly is amazing debbie reynolds is amazing but donald connor no one gets the credit and he is he is funny in every scene he's in um it is every time I watch the movie, I laugh, I enjoy the musicals. Um, I find it fascinating that all of these were songs that were in other movies. That and and this was just a cheap way for them to okay, we'll just read. This was a KTEL greatest hits movie. Like we'll just throw in all this stuff, and we can just that way we don't have to pay for people for new music, and we'll just kind of zip this all together. And it's just something special. It's so, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the full movie, but I've seen like the iconic yeah. dance numbers and I completely agree. Donald, what's his last name? Donald Connor. Donald Connor. Yeah. He is so, cause you know, Gene Kelly's good, but Gene Kelly has been in other movies. I'm like, he, he's yeah. great. We all know it. But Donald Connor is in, I make him laugh. I think is one of the best musical numbers in the movies. Oh yeah. And just in, in the elaborate, choreographing and everything uh, you know and it actually is a pretty decent story it's the whole idea that um talkies are coming back talkies are starting and so these people who are beautiful but have horrible voices you know have to transition and so um the lead um her voice was dubbed by Debbie reynolds character and then you later get the re reveal that she's the one who actually was the voice. So, um, yes, absolutely worth watching, uh, not just for the musical, but it's actually a pretty decent story. All right. What do you got next for us? Uh, so my next one is The Producers. Oh, which, so good. Yeah, this was a late minute edition. I was going through today and I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this movie enough to like have it on the list. And then I remembered The Producers and I was like, that's number two. Yeah. That movie is... Absolutely hysterical. I'm talking about the Nathan Lane version because yes. um, that one has the songs and also Nathan Lane is, he elevates every single movie he's in. This movie doesn't need elevation, but like just having him in there is so good. Um, it's, and it's so funny, like rolling on the floor laughing how hysterical it is. But one of my friends, she was rewatching it recently and she pointed out, so it was made in 1967, which is like, 22 years after the Holocaust. Yes. Like that was so recent. She was like, that would be like if someone had a, like a musical and one of the plots was they were making a musical about 9-11. Like yes. that would be so offensive. But Mel Brooks is so funny. Yes. That it works. Mm -hmm. So I, I love the producers. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely great. Um, you know, um, he's playing a straight 
um, as in a dramatic role in City of Angels, or you know, I mean, uh, yeah, the um, Penny Dreadful, yeah, no, yeah. Penny Dreadful. Oh, the time, yeah, it's it's uh, it's he he's it's set in the 30s, pre World War II, set in Los Angeles, and there's this uh, Natalie Dormer is playing like this demon character, so she plays four or five different roles because she's this demon that's trying to disrupt things and he plays a he is a straight jewish cop uh that gets uh, uh teamed up with an hispanic cop so the two losers don't want to work together it's really good and he is just um a straight man all the way through i mean oh, I, I have to watch that i i love him i saw him yeah. in so i thought you were talking about angels in america yeah which, where he plays yes. roy Cohn, which yeah. you know, debatable but yeah. he did, oh my God, he was yeah. a tour de force. It was amazing. So the charity for this. The charity, uh, well, to quote the great John Mulaney, now there's Nazis again. So we're living in a world where white supremacy is on the rise. Yes. And it's not as funny in real no. life. No, it's not. <laughs> so I'm plugging Jews for Racial and Economic Justice. Uh, that's jfrej.org. Uh, and they take a variety of actions to dismantle racism and economic exploitation. So it's a combination between Jewish people who have always been very socially, social justice minded and, you know, communities that need support. Uh, if you don't have money, you can, air quotes, facilitate the removal of your local statue of Columbus. Yes. Uh, there are no statues to Hitler in Germany. So it's weird that we have statues to Columbus on the land he didn't necessarily start the genocide here but like he helped yes. and and also if you and i've done some study and talked about this that a lot of these statues um were not erected to like the 50s mm -hmm. i mean it was specifically at that time it was to kind of in in a and almost a protest of what was happening in society. So it isn't like they were, it, it isn't as if, um, you know, Robert E. Lee, this was film, you know, built right after, um, you know, the civil war. And so here's this, here's the sad thing, Bella, this is so sad. Um, I grew up, I was born in Leesville, Louisiana. And so that is right next to Fort Polk, Louisiana. That is where my, my dad was stationed when he met my mom. My grandmother worked there for years. That's where I used to go watch her work. And I, she would give me comic books. She, would, she was the manager and she would let me pull all the comics I want from the rack, rip off the cover, let me keep them. She would take the cover to get credit. So I have, um, I have a lot of affection for Fort Polk and I did not realize it was named after Confederate general. So, uh, so I'm looking this up. So yes, it's a Confederate general that lost every battle he was fought in. <laughs> he was- Also wait, <laughs> there's a President Polk. Yes. Just, whatever, yes. okay. Yeah, so okay. this is um, just like, f they, they named like Fort Hood and, and these other military bases that were named after Confederate generals. And so right. I looked this up and sure enough, and it's like, okay, I'm not saying it's good to be named after Confederate general period. I, I think it's not, but 
then you go, he's bad at it. He was, he won oh, no winner. battle. He was, he was like, you could at least make your argument. Uh, General Lee, Robert E. Lee, they said was a brilliant strategist and, and he was a great military mind. This guy just, his, his, his officers hated him. The <laughs> only reason he was popular among his men because he let them do whatever they want. So um, I, I thought it was like, what? why are we doing this? That's, that's absurd. Also like that one's real easy because you just have to be like, oh, now it's the James Polk yeah, yeah, military exactly. base yes. and be like, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I forget if it's Polk or Pierce that I have a problem with. One of them like facilitated the annexation of New Mexico. I think it was Polk. So I have a bit yeah. of a grudge, but. Yes, I understand. Um, yeah, that's, no, the statue uh, thing is wild also, and then we'll move on. But like, okay. they led a revolt against the United States government. They yes. were terrorists. Yes. So why are there statues to them? But absolutely. Whatever. Smarter people than me have made that argument. So. Okay. All right. So my number two is a 1996 movie called Grace of My Heart. Um, Never heard it, of it. It is directed by Allison Anders and it stars Ilana Douglas. Um, she plays basically a Carol King character. Um, she starts writing music. Um, and um she 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 originally is married to what's similar to Goffin, who you know Carol King was married to, and then um she gets divorced and then in the movie she falls in love with a Brian Wilson type character. Uh then they they kind of show her journey. So it's a good movie, but what makes the movie great is um Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach wrote a song together. Then um, Leslie Gore, Larry Klein, and David Bearwalk wrote a song together. And so what they did is they took a modern songwriter and someone from that era and wrote, and so it's all new songs. That's so cool. Yes. And so um, your homework, and yes, this is the gay section, so of course, um, so Bridget Fonda plays a character named Kelly Porter. Okay. And she is kind of this teeny bopper and she's, they have to write her song for her and she is, gives them no, nothing, 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 and nothing. I mean, just, she is rude to them and um, it is just, and they're like, what am I going to do to, um, you know, um, you know, how are we going to connect this person? And um, I'm trying to see if I can find the lyrics. Yes. Um, so Wait, is she supposed to be like a, a Leslie Gore type? Yes. Got it. So already interested. So they watch and without knowing it, her assistant and her, they're fighting. So they very quickly that she is a closeted lesbian. So they write a song called Happy My Love. Secret Love. Oh my God. Love has never been easy for me. Can't you see? I've always been lonely. Faith, it seems like a mystery. Girl like me have to hide her arts away. If we could only live one day without the need to hide away and tell the truth to everyone, how I live for you. Go. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah, go, yeah. Nothing else. You need to you know, Google that. Um, it is this 
powerful moment. And of course, the the character lights up to the song, and she and she she sings it, and her assistant is right outside, and you know that the teeny boppers buying the 45 oh look she's got a secret love she can't tell the yeah and and instead this whole separate secret um the song every song in it is about and they have every brother's sounding songs they have beach boy sounding songs they have all this different and they're all original um it's an absolutely beautiful um film i in in the the soundtrack is I used to say that every time I hear the soundtrack, I want to watch the movie. Every time I watch the movie, I want to go listen to the soundtrack. So grace of my heart, 1996, um, definitely check out the songs in the movie. It's, it's wonderful. I, I'm adding that to my watch list. That yes. sounds amazing. Also, that's so weird. Cause I just watched a movie called calamity Jane, which is mm, very mediocre, yeah. but they have a song called secret love. Mm-hmm. And in the context of that movie, you're like, this is about a woman. Yes. Calamity Jane is in love with her friend. But of course, that is not what happens right. in the movie. But whatever. All right. Your top pick. My top pick. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Sound of Music. Yes. I love The Sound of Music. Like, I've seen, I watched that movie every single Christmas. I mean, is it very long? Yes. Are some of the songs quite dull? Absolutely. Is it very cheesy? Yes. But I love every minute of it. It's such a fabulous movie. I, I don't, I can't really talk about like why I like it because someone was like, oh, well, it doesn't really mean anything as a story and the songs are only okay and it kind of drags. I'd be like, yes, all that is true. But also if you put it on right now, I would sit there and watch it beginning to end. How do you solve a problem with Maria? Like Maria, I mean, you know, and then, uh, um, I, I think Life is so beautiful. Um, Oh yeah. I think that movie would be, so much better without the lonely goat herd, but I do like the puppets. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, you know, climb every mountain. Incredible. Uh, no, it's my it's my favorite movie musical. It might be one of my favorite movies of all time. It's also and, the Baroness. I can't. Yeah. Oh, she's 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 awesome. I love it's, her. It's not fair. It's not um, fair. Have you seen? There's a very funny humor piece in McSweeney's. Uh, that's the Baroness writing to all her wedding guests being like, oh. I regret to inform you the wedding's not happening. It's so funny. I'll send it oh, to you. Oh, yes. I'd love to see that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, so long, farewell. I mean, that's iconic. Oh, you know? So every moment yes. is so good. Yes, absolutely. And um, and when we were dating, which was funny, um, Linda actually brought up uh i must have been some i must have done something good and saying you know that's how i feel with you so that made the movie even more special to me absolutely i think that is a great choice though i am very curious now what is the charity that you're connecting to this that's a good question because i already did not say so i can't do that yes um so in the last scene of the movie, the Von Trapps are walking across the mountains from yes. Austria to Switzerland because they are fleeing an oppressive regime so that they may be safe. Ah, yes. So they are refugees. That is what refugees look like. Um, and this was in the, the last golden days of the 30s. So yeah. the war hasn't really broken out yet. Uh, and that is the case for so many people around the world, specifically people from Syria and a lot of Central American countries. 
there is no official war, but these people are fleeing these really unstable places where they're in a lot of danger. They're coming to the United States, and instead of welcoming them with open arms uh, the way the Swiss did, we're ripping children from their parents. And many people who come from Central America are being forced to stay in Mexico instead of the United States while they wait for asylum, which yes. legally, very questionable. Not in US law, but in international law, questionable. Uh, and it's putting them at greater danger. So they're basically living in refugee camps on the border with Mexico instead of being allowed to come into the United States. So uh, our country could do a lot better with supporting refugees. Uh, and there are a lot, uh, there's some great charities that build power of immigrants. Uh, one in New York is called Make the Road New York. So it's maketheroadny.org. Um, and they do, they do work with immigrant and working class communities uh, at the same time. And then there's one in your neck of the woods, Jesse. I think it's pronounced RISIS, Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and okay. Legal Services. So that's R-A-I-C-E-S, Texas.org. So Good. those could Well, in the, the difficulty and, and my frustration, Bella, is that um, at the time when this is happening in the 30s and 40s, um, the give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, um, they were um, refugees. They were poor. They were in bad shape. And we've now, we collectively, and not all of us, but too much, are like, well, they're not the right kind of refugees. They're not the right kind. We're forgetting that just too, you know, just... 40, 50 years ago, that that's what we were getting. And we were, and, and look what they could become. I mean, that is, um, you know, this, I believe in this whole, you know, patchwork quilt of America and, and bring in this. And so I think, well, well, excellent, excellent, uh, excellent tie-in. I, I should oh, have seen that coming. Yeah. Two things though. Um, in the, in the forties, I mean, the United States wasn't all good. They were still I think FDR specifically, a boat of Jewish refugees was like, hi, can we come to the United States? And FDR was like, no, and turned oh. the boat around and they went back to the camps. But yes. there's also this amazing comic by, oh my God, I forgot his first name. Art Spiegelman, the guy who did Mouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Amazing comic about like exactly what you just said. Like who were the refugees who came in the thirties and forties? What did they become? Like Francis mm -hmm. Ford Coppola and the Godfather and like who's, yeah. and how the story now is exactly the same. So yeah. Okay. Good. Great. Very nice. Um, okay. So my last is, um, and and I didn't go Bruce, but I did go Brian Wilson. Love and Mercy, 2014. I would have guessed. Yes. Um, I if, for those of you who have not seen it, it is a wonderful movie about um, two phases of Brian Wilson's life. One, uh, Paul Dano plays the younger Brian while they're recording Pet Sounds. And the scenes of him with the Wrecking Crew, um, actors playing that, um, is amazing. It turns out that they hired real uh, musicians. And so when Paul was in there, they actually did not necessarily give them stage directions. They had Paul kind of talk about so it would look real. And then the great John Cusack plays the older Brian. 
And uh, so name dropping, um, John Cusack was at a uh, pop culture show here, a comic book show, and, um, and the line to see him was astronomical. And uh, I get in my line, and there's people with uh, Say Anything posters to, to sign, and there's just everywhere. Of course. And, and he's, he is polite. He is friendly. He is nice. And so my friend, um, Tom Zoller, um, had done a caricature of John um, as Brian in the iconic bright Bruce, uh, the Beach Boy Stripes shirts that they oh, did. Yes. But it was in that, and it had love and mercy, and um, so I, I got up, gave that to John to sign. He absolutely loved it. You know, he said this is one of the coolest things I've ever signed, and I said I just loved you in the movie. I, I love the movie. I said I heard that all the prep you did was just listening to Pet Sounds box set. He goes that was all it needed. He wow. said, but the important thing is. Brian was happy with the movie and that's all I cared about. And I just wanted to hug him. Uh, so, um, you know, Paul Dano, Elizabeth Banks, Paul Giamatti playing the bad guy. It is in an absolutely wonderful movie. Um, and, um, it, it just, it, it, it is a true story about how, um, Melinda Wilson, and Brian found each other and she helped him to get through his life. So that's my favorite of all of them. I'll, I'll have to watch that. I haven't seen it because when it came out, mm -hmm. everyone was like, it's really intense. It's really sad. And I just like, and I think yeah. it, there's a drug addiction part of yes, it as well. Yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so Eugene. I was Landy, very much not in the play. I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't. So um, there was a, they reached a point where Eugene Landy, who was a unlicensed psychotherapist um, took over Brian's life and, and um, he lived in Brian's home. He, he drove Brian's car. He was 24 by day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, living therapist. Oh, I did um, and there is some, there is some horrible scenes of where they, um, they treat him. But, but, it ultimately Brian finds a way and does this. So it's good. Did you have any honorable mentions? I have a couple of honorable mentions. I don't have charities for these. Okay. Though. Um, but my first is Amadeus. Yes. I thought about putting that on my list. Absolutely. I, I ultimately didn't. Cause I was like, I, this is not a movie that has like high rewatchability. Like I'm no. never going to be like, let me watch Amadeus tonight. But it is, that movie is baffling in the best. I love a movie that makes, sort of no sense where you're like what is happening here and Amadeus is mm -hmm. I know it won yep. Oscars but it's still yes bad. no I get it okay yeah. how about another um Adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert love that movie Linda so and I good. watched it it was so much fun it's so good it's like the drag was a little inaccessible for me I was like oh this is different like this is out there but it was yeah. it was great it was so fun to watch yes. um and then my last one was Greece yes I love Greece um but you know, John Travolta and the whole Scientology thing. I'm like, can I still watch Grease? Like, well, and also the whole, um, you know, uh, Olivia Newton-John becoming a slut. So it's the wrong message. And I was like, I never saw that. I just, I he became an athlete to please her. Yeah, I, I never got. I mean, that wasn't the part that bothered me either. Like, okay, you know, I also really like the ending number. Yeah. I will say. 
of abortion plots in media, yeah. the one in Greece is good. It's yes. not great, but it's good. And for yeah. how many bad ones there are, mm -hmm. it's like just above Dirty Dancing. Yeah. But, you know, could have been better. And so, obviously, Stalker Channing. I, when she it. sings that, that's the, you know. There are worse things, things I, could, I do. could do. Oh, I that song, by far, that's my favorite song. And um, and so when she got cast as Mrs. Bartlett, I was like, oh, it's Rizzo, it's Rizzo. I love this. So, yes. But she was like. 32 when she, she was so much older than 18 when she played yes that. absolutely but she was great great um so, so those are my three okay so i have three too um walk the line you mentioned is just absolutely wonderful uh the great johnny cash um it, it is the story of you know his kind of redemption and with june carter cash uh, the the performances are amazing um, I, I just love all the the actors in it and the music, and so that's that's one of my favorites. Um, for fun, um, the Blues Brothers, oh, excellent. because just just such great music, and 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 um, and and I love the idea of Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi um, had so much love for this music that the other the actual. Um, blues musicians, these classic people respected them and knew what they were trying to do. They were trying to get that out there. So it's, it's a fun movie. And then my last one is a movie that the first time I watched, I hated. And that's all that jazz. I just, I don't, I, think... I don't know what this movie is about. Um, it is, um, I did not know anything about Bob Fosse. Um, oh. you know, um, and it is a movie that Bob Fosse wrote, it's directed, and it is a very thinly failed, uh, fictional account of him. Um, he is doing a film, he is, it, the character in the movie is trying to choreograph a Broadway musical, and at the same time, he is directing a, um, movie about a comedian, it's, um, Bob Fosse had done Lenny, a, uh, you know, a movie. This was about all oh, it's, and uh, at the very end, there is this Bye Bye Love musical and, and spoilers, he dies at the end of the film. And there is this beautiful woman playing death. And uh, so I, you know, Bye Bye Love, I think I'm going to die. And it, this, so I've watched it two or three times and each time I I've understood more about it. And it is, um, I won't say it's, I mean, it isn't something I watch like, Oh, like buddy Holly story makes me smile. Love and mercy makes me smile. Singing in the rain makes me smile, but this one makes me think. And so it's a very interesting, um, musical. And the more you hear about Bob Fosse and Gwen Verone, you know, and they had the great FX series, um, epic love story. And he was an incredibly flawed man, but also an incredibly talented um, dancer. And um, he was good. He was yeah. very good. I, mm -hmm. I have literally never heard of this movie. Yeah. That wow! I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out. Yes, all I that do, jazz. I, I love Bob Fosse. I liked Cabaret. I thought about including Cabaret, but I was yes. like, mm, that's not very fun, is it? Yeah, no, no. 
And it does what I don't love in a movie musical, which is it takes the songs out of the movie and they're like, these are performances. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I want to see the characters singing as if it's their life. Yes. So I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. The same thing with um, Chicago, right? The, you know, they, you know, the, the movie based on the play, they kind of did that. Um, Roy Schneider. Really well Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well. uh, Roy Schneider plays the Bob Fosse character. Jessica Lange plays his young girlfriend. Uh, Anne Ranking uh, plays the older uh, girlfriend. It is. Oh, it, that's a great it, cast. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, it, it you. I, I think you'll like it. I, I it's it it's it's certainly it's it's an interesting you know and and like i said i had to watch it over and over again to get that so good i'm gonna have to watch it yeah all right so here's my curveball and if you don't know anything at all that's okay but um have you heard anything of the controversy about ruby leaving batwoman no i have not i did start watching though and i I was gonna mentioned this before we started talking about i started yeah. watching doom patrol on the dc streaming service yes. oh my it is incredible so yeah. good yes. um but no i haven't heard about the ruby rose thing what you do so ruby rose is the lead for batwoman on the cw um batwoman is um the character in the comics is um kathy kane kate kane and uh, in the comics, she is um, she is a lesbian character. She's always been a lesbian character. Nice. And so when they started the comic, uh, when they started um, the TV show, they cast um, someone who is a lesbian character actress to play the part. Um, uh, Rachel Maddow does small cameos as a DJ during the show. She's like, okay, Gotham City, what are we going to do about this Batwoman? <laughs> you know? Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so, um, so much. yes. So anyway, um, they came to a mutual agreement at the end of the first season. Um, the, and what she, what they say is she, um, she said, I, I don't know if I want to do another season. And, um, she really the thought was it's just really hard to do the lead on a superhero Hmm. show and i think um and and i we get the feeling that the producer said okay you know ruby if you want to go yes because i guess she was not a lot of fun because it was so hard you know so anyway so now they're they they've made it very clear that they are going to um cast another um um, lesbian uh, character actress but now then there's talk about that um, they're going to kill they are not they're going to recast totally in other words it won't be Kate Kane it's going to be a brand new woman oh. a brand new character playing Batwoman and we don't know how that's going to work so anyway that feels cut- very comic book though like yes. I, I feel like that happens all the time yeah. So I, I will cut this part out so that, uh, because you didn't, but I just was curious if you had, um, what was the word on the street? Ooh, among, I, bet she, <laughs> yes. I bet she's so hard to work with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I don't know her. I've never yeah. met her. I don't know anyone who's worked with her. Mm-hmm. At least they have, they haven't told me about it, but like yeah. she's, cause she, so she was on Orange is the New Black. 
Yes. But she came from like modeling before. It seems like she's someone who kind of like walked into fame. And I yeah. can't imagine she has incredible work ethic, but you know. Yeah. So uh, I guess the, um, yeah, uh, Ruby Rose, um, and she was great in the role. I, I really liked her. She, she uh, had a lot of humor. And, and at first they just said, it's a mutual decision, nothing. And then like a week later, they talked about, well, and kind of word leak that she had gotten hurt during filming Ooh, and she was very, sense. very, yeah. And I mean, like dangerously hurt. Um, and also long hours, mm. a lot, you know, and it's. But I feel um, like every TV show is long right. hours. And, but I think the, maybe with the special effects and the very physical role, you're, you it's know, stunts, you're fighting yeah. Batman and, you know, you're fighting criminals and stuff. So. And you hope that they're, you know, doing it responsibly and doing the yeah. sense responsibly, but they certainly yeah. may absolutely not be so you know maybe she is a very hard worker and i'm being mean yeah no 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 and i'm gonna pull this out all right yeah, i was so, never a huge ruby rose fan yes yes all right so uh bella thank you this was great um you've given me uh, i'm gonna go check back i'm gonna rewatch cinderella and hairspray for sure um just because i i think i need to be um uh, Intained in my spirit line lifted. So thank you for that. Thank you and so I'm much. I'm going to watch, oh crap, Dream of the Heart, Ghost of the Heart. Grace of the Heart. Grace, Grace of the Heart. Yeah, Grace of My Heart. Grace and, of My Heart. Okay. Yes, love and Mercy, and then All That Jazz. Okay, adding them yes. all to the list. Yeah, good. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bella Pori. Don't forget, if you want to talk about trans stuff because you don't understand it, you don't know who to talk to, at Bella Pori. Um, DM me. Don't, don't put it on the thing. Uh, yes. or you can go to my blog, westwingbestwing.com. It is a little quiet now just with the black lives matter stuff. I don't think anyone wants to read my Senator fight club. Uh, yes. so I've taken a bit of a hiatus from posting, but that will be back. So, um, Instagram at Bellapori it's my name you, you'll find me everywhere absolutely that's great well you can find me on twitter at jesse jackson dfw uh you can find the show on twitter at set lesson bruce uh tell us what we got wrong tell us which great ones we forgot because i'm sure there were plenty we want to hear from you bella continue to be safe please continue to take care of yourself thank um, you I, I will find, we will find another excuse in the next couple of months for us to get back together again. Um, but for now, you know, I love you. Love you too, Jesse. Everybody and wear a mask. Wear a mask. Like as Bruce says, wear your effing mask. Uh, listeners, thank you. Take care. And we'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking. Hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.